everybody. Good to see you Saturday night. Hope everybody's doing good. It's the day before church. Like I always like to start off with on Saturday, hopefully you have a church that's open. And let me just put a qualifier on there. What I mean by open is exactly the way they were before COVID-19. And even if they are open exactly as they were before COVID-19, it may still not be a qualifier for a church. But anyway, if you're always welcome here, I want you to know 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. If you're anywhere near here, come and visit me tomorrow. I'll be ready to go. If you want to hear a real gospel message right out of the Bible, no holes barred, no punches pulled, as you might guess. But join with me tomorrow if you can, either right here in the church. Our church is never closed. We have never social distanced. We have never been closed for one Sunday ever. We've never set up an alcohol gel station. We've never been further, uh, you know, than one foot apart, let alone six feet apart. Never closed, never will, never were tempted to, nothing. So join us either live right here in the building. If you're within an hour or two, get here. You're like, Tom, why would I come to your church if my church is open? Because listen, it's time for the, it's time for radical action. It really is. It may not be my church you go to, but it's, it's time for radical action. It really is. It may be time to leave these churches that are preaching Black Lives Matter, that are pre, that are closed for COVID, that are safely, safely reopening. All those things. If, if you're still at a church that you have to make a reservation to attend, wrong church, wrong pastor. If your church closed for COVID-19 for any substantial period of time whatsoever, and the pastor has never come out and said that he's wrong, they never should have closed, Wrong church, wrong pastor. You know, I may get to these stories, I may not, but there's churches right now. They're starting to get upset. You know, you got John MacArthur's church out there in California. He's mad now because, because Gavin Newsom has extended his draconian lockdown measures to the church. There's no home Bible studies. There's no singing in church. Churches have to be closed. Well, Pastor MacArthur there has decided that he's going to Stand up now to it. And I appreciate it. And you know what? Welcome to the fight to some extent. But he came, at first, he cooperated. For months, he cooperated. His church was closed because he was going, being a community partner. You know, he's being a good neighbor. He was using wisdom. Whatever his reasons were, I'm, none of those are quotes from him. But you never should have closed to begin with. One of the mo most influential figures in my life is Andrew Womack. And he recently... He got a, a cease and desist order from the governor to close down his latest gathering at Karis Bible College. And I'm like, and it's, and he was like, he, and he kept going to his credit. He kept going and blew off the cease and desist order. However, the problem is, is that he had met with all of the health officials before and agreed that what they have there is like a, a, for a certain amount of square footage, you're only allowed a certain amount of people. Well, normally they have thousands, but they agreed to only have 1,200 people. So they already acquiesced. They already gave in. They agreed to social distance, only have this amount of people, brought in the health officials and told them what they can do and what they can't do. And they, they agreed to it. And then the governor, the governor just decided that nobody can have any gathering of more than 175 people. So he put it, sent out a cease and desist order to Andrew Womack's gathering. And I, and I appreciate that, that Andrew stood up to it. However, what are you doing before that? I haven't heard hide nor hair of him, a man of great faith, nothing about COVID-19 coming out and standing out against it. And then he's meeting with 
other people. He's meeting with the health department and he's acquiescing to their demands. You can't give them anything ever. The moment that you give anything to people that are pushing the COVID-19, it's a bubonic plague narrative. You've given them a mile. You give them an inch, you give them a mile. No church should have ever closed for one second. No business should have ever closed. Everybody should have stood up. If we all would have stood up, then they can't arrest us all. There's national, there's one national figure that took an arrest was Rodney Howard Brown. You have Tony Spell in Louisiana who took an arrest. Other pastors were ticketed or arrested. Other citizens were ticketed or arrested. And they're heroes. Other, you, someday, some of you are going to learn that they were heroes. You're going to learn. Hopefully you don't learn the hard way. But I have a feeling that you could. I hope not. I really do. I hope not. But you can't give them an inch, not for one second. So I appreciate pastors that are moving into the fold now. At least they're coming to their senses. But they need to have a public time of repentance, especially national figures. They need to come out and say, you know, what? we never should have closed. We never should have been out there advocating to be a community partner and to be a good neighbor and all that stuff. No, you need to live the Bible. If that happens to work out with being a community partner, all right, maybe, or a good neighbor, all right, maybe. But the thing is, you have to preach the word and live the word of God first. No plague shall draw near thy dwelling, Psalm 91. Whatever is, bind, whatever is bound, is whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loose. So here's the thing, you need to stand in the word of God from day one. That's what we do. We don't close, we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together and Zoom messages do not count, period. So I appreciate pastors coming in now, but they need to publicly repent. I'm not saying churchgoers need to publicly repent. I'm saying pastors that close their churches, you ought to be seeing it now. Are you not seeing it? That this was never about a disease? This was never about, it's all about ushering in evil. Whether it's vaccinations, whether it's the full-blown mark of the beast, socialism, the Democratic Party platform. That's what this was all about. It was a black swan that flew over. And they said, you know what? We're going to use this. They, I think they initially wanted to get five or six points off of Trump you know, on, on his polling. They maybe get Biden up a few points, but it blew up in their face. And now, and now they don't really know what to do. Hey guys, if you could pull this, that just went down over here. See if you can get it to work for me again. <laughs> so I can say hey to you guys. But that's what happened. And, it, and then it blew up in their face. And all these governors shut everything down. And they shut down a $20 trillion economy. I don't think necessarily anybody meant to do it to that level. Other people are. But at first, it was just meant to, for political expediency. But it blew up in their faces. But you can never give these people one inch ever or they will take a mile. You don't give them AR-15s or you'll never own a revolver. It always goes that way. Whenever you're demon, dealing with the demon rats, the Democratic Party, it always goes that way every single time. Don't give them it. Well, you know, we can, you know, okay, we'll put in some alcohol stations at the church. Nope. Well, you can, you know, you can safely reopen. Nope. First of all, I never closed. So another nope. You know, you can, you know. You can scatter out your services so everybody can be six feet apart. Nope. The moment that you, people are like, you know, I, I don't see why you can't just, you know, they wear a mask and that's all right. And you don't wear a mask and they can wear a mask. Well, first of all, how's that gone so far? 
How's that, how's that worked out for everybody? That I'm okay and you're okay. You want a mask and you don't want to wear a mask and all that. You know, everything's fine. I, you know, I appreciate those that do for their reasons. No, all that is, is lying and acquiescing to lies. That's all that it is. If you acquiesce to a lie and you're, you're putting out that lie, you yourself are a liar. If you acquiesce to it and you say, you know what? You want to wear one, you wear one. I'll, you know, it's your own. No, you have to tell people the truth. I'm not saying go up to people in public if they're not asking. But the thing is, you have to speak the truth. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, you got to speak the truth to people. Masks do nothing. And it was shown this week. You know, you got the Fouch out there. And whenever I say the Fouch, just so everybody knows, that's Anthony Fauci. You're the greatest imitator of Anthony Fauci in the world is Mark Levin. If you ever have time, you need to watch Mark Levin imitate Anthony Fauci. It's like the funniest thing you've ever heard. But you got the Fauci out there. Allegedly, it's a life and death situation, right? You can put that first pickup. There he is. There's Fauci out there. Now, this is a life and death issue, right? He even talks all the time about how he is in the, the group that is most in danger. He's endangered by COVID-19. That's his wife who he lives with sitting next to him. The other person's just a friend of his. But allegedly, it's so important. And he said that he was just doing it to sip water. Does anybody even see him sipping any water in these pictures? Do you see him sipping water at all? No. Having a grand old time. He also, we were very blessed to see his acronym on the mound as he went out and did the ceremonial first pitch for the Washington Nationals. Now let's take a look at this. Go ahead and play that for me. From baseball, 2020. Look at the confidence coming out on the field. And now one of the more well-known Washington National fans. Yeah. Ooh. Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> you bring it back to me. He, he, he meant to throw it straight ahead and threw it due left, right? I mean, right. To, I mean, it's supposed to go straight ahead, due left. Now, I think that this is symbolic of his entire response to COVID-19. I really do. First of all, he's sitting in an empty stadium in a totally and completely empty stadium. Roll those pictures back there. I want to make totally. That's all his doing. He's the one who went to the president and said, we need to shut down this entire economy. So he's sitting in an empty stadium. He's confident. You know, he's out there prancing out to the mound very confidently, but with no performance. He's very confident, but has absolutely no performance. And then you get to see this whole thing is totally symbolic of his entire plan for the United States, a crashed economy. Nobody's around. He's all alone. And he himself is not afraid of COVID. I mean, does everybody see? He calls himself all the time. Well, I don't travel. There's no need for me to travel because I'm in the endangered group. And, you know, I'm, you know, the mo one of the, I'm 79 and I'm one of the, in, you know, one of those in, in the groups that are most susceptible. So he doesn't travel, but there he is. He has no problem. He's not truly afraid of COVID. You know why? He actually, even though he lies all the time, he actually does know the truth. He knows that COVID has a 0.1 post-infection death rate, just like the flu. And so he, for him, it's not a big deal. 
What about all the people that work at that stadium? What what about the people that sell souvenirs that are in the stands selling drinks and selling pretzels and all the, the the vendors? What about all those people? They're gone. He gets what he wants to do. This is typical Democratic Party, and he's a fervent Hillary supporter. Typical Democratic Party. He gets to do whatever he wants to do. It doesn't matter what the consequences are to anybody else. He's having a grand old time. Lots of confidence, just like a Democrat. Lots of confidence and absolutely no, absolutely no performance. And he threw the ball symbolically very much to the left. No, no. You got the Trump video? Play the Trump video. Now, here's how you really throw out a pitch. You ready? This is how it's really done. We don't have any sound on this, but this is how it's really done. Trump's warming up, comes out to the mound, strike one. That's how you do it. Bring it back to me. That is how you throw a pitch. And you're like, Tom, you can be critical of Trump. Of course I can. And I'll continue to be critical of Trump. Still voting for him. If he's pro-life and small and, and pro-small government, he's got my vote. However, I don't like his response to COVID. As simple as that. All right, moving on. Indiana, two days ago, Indiana makes not wearing a mask a class B misdemeanor. Pastors who closed your churches, virtue signaling, mask wearing conservative Republicans. Is this what you wanted? Okay, you sure it's all about a response to an illness? Because now in Indiana, if you don't wear a mask, it's a class B felony quarantine mom of the year. That, that's really where we're at now. Is, is, it, is, it, is it breaking through the titanium skulls yet? That this is really where we're at. That in the state of Indiana, which is a red state, that where, if you do not wear a mask, it is now a class B chargeable crime. Does that bother anybody at all? It should. Is, is anybody waking up? That's from Newsweek. That is not from a conservative source. That's from Newsweek. I think it's, it's class B misdemeanor and up to a $500 fine. Listen, look at this. Entire, you know, we were just looking at Fauci at the Washington Nationals opener. Entire teams are now kneeling. For the national, not for the national anthem. They are all holding a Black Lives Matter ribbon and are kneeling for Black Lives Matter. Not even kneeling during the national anthem. I don't know which one's worse, kneeling to a person or kneeling during the national anthem. Put up the one player who stood up. This is the one, the one player. I can't remember. It's, it, I can't remember his whole his old name. But he's the one player that stood up. Uh, he, he professes Christianity. Now, he shouldn't be grabbing hold of that Black Lives Matter ribbon. He should drop that because Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. But at least he had the courage. And some of you are doing that right now. You're the only one in Home Depot, in Lowe's, in Publix, Albertsons, or wherever it is that you live. You're the only one without a mask on. Keep it up. Keep it going. We need, we're going to have to civilly disobey Facebook, no violence, no violence, no violence. I'm just saying we need to civilly disobey. I'm not going to, they're going to have to tell me to put a mask on. I, you know, if you have to go in and you got to buy groceries and you're, it's private property, you have to abide by their rules. Private property can trespass anybody for any reason. They can say, I'm going to trespass you because I don't like your gray beard. They can trespass you for whatever reason they want. 
It's private property. You can stipulate whatever you want coming into your house. You can say, nobody enters my house unless they're wearing a pink tutu. You can do that if you want to. And any store can do that. So you can't really, but you can't really say, well, I'm going to force my way in, but you can go in and give it a shot. I have friends that are putting it out on Facebook right now. I got a friend that's working right now in the studio. He goes in, he went into Lowe's and they actually put right next to the register. You have to wear a mask. He just walked right in. They may come up and offer him to you. Nah, no, thank you. And they may tell you to leave. It's the way it is right now. It's time for radical action. And you have to say for that one guy that stood up on the San Francisco, I believe it's the San Francisco. I don't know what team it was. I can't remember. I can't really, it looks like San Francisco giants. I'm not sure, but you have to, I appreciate the one guy. That's what we all have to do right now. Maybe two or three more will stand up. It, it, we, I don't know. I don't know if we're the majority right now or not. I don't know if we're the majority. Those of us that are actually working are that gray matter between our ears. Cause this is not hard to see. I guess it is for, for people. I don't think it's really hard to see. I think you have a narrative and what people are doing is making their narrative, their facts instead of facts supporting their narrative. If you just decide on a narrative and you will not listen to factual data, then you're choosing purposefully to be an ignoramus. All right. From the daily mail, this is from last month, but it's just, I want to reiterate these stats to you. Americans are overestimating their risk of getting coronavirus and that the odds of infection are around one in 4,000. Researchers looked at, corona, at, at coronavirus cases, incident data for the week ending May 30th in the 100 most populous U.S. counties. So don't even, you don't need to say, what is this for some, you know, cowboy county out in the middle of Idaho? No. This is in the most populous 100 counties in the United States. They calculated that someone who has a single contact with an infected person. So when you see those people who, when they see you not wearing a mask, you're going, they look at you like you're going to, you're going to give them the bubonic plague. Here's the, here's the real statistics. They calculated that someone who has a single contact with an infected person has a one in 3,836 chance of getting sick themselves. One in 4,000 chance of getting sick yourself. For Americans between the ages of 50 to 64, the risk of being hospitalized is one in 852,000. These are the real stats. This is the real deal. Not This is not what Anthony Fauci is going by. Sadly, this isn't even what Trump is going by. It's definitely not what people who are wearing masks are going by. Masks do nothing anyway. It doesn't matter if you're wearing an N95 or an N100 mask. It's coronavirus is still three times smaller than what they can block. They're doing nothing, nothing for you. Nothing. That's the facts. For Americans between the ages of 50 to 64, the risk of being hospitalized is 1 in 852,000, and the risk of dying is 1 in 19.1 million. Facts! These are facts. CDC, brand new study. This is from today. Brand new study. From the CDC, you're like, Tom, why would you espouse the CDC? I don't believe much of what the CDC says, but here's the thing. When they are actually defeating their own argument because they don't have enough evidence to support it, 
Remember, they, CDC, the government, you know, Anthony Fauci, Robert Redfield, CDC, NIH, all of them, they had a big narrative of between one and three million Americans being dead. They know they can't support it. They know they don't, they'll never have the numbers for it, never have, never will. Because coronavirus is a flu bug that's been greatly exaggerated. That's all that it is. So the CDC has a new study. Even they, they there's nothing they can do. They're going to do the best they can to keep the country shut down. But they, they can only make up so many numbers. So here's their new study. Coronavirus prevalence, which means how, how likely is it that you have it? How contagious is it? How many people actually have it? It's actually six to 25 times higher than people think that it is. So that when you see a count of, let's say in Florida, I got the numbers right here, 414,000 cases. There's actually six to 24 times as many people have had coronavirus than that. Oh, who's been saying that the whole time? All the studies and me. I've been saying it because I've been reading the studies. Everybody's like, I, had, I told you about the goofball I was debating with on Facebook. He was like, you take the 414,000 cases and you got uh, 5,000 coronavirus deaths in the state of Florida and you divide 5,000 by 414,000 and it gives you like 2%. So he's out there putting on, oh, there's a 2% death rate. Totally incorrect. There's actually six to 24 times as many cases as that. This is the same as the flu. The flu hits about somewhere between, it's, it's very difficult to say, but up to 45 million Americans per year, per year. In the United States right now, I got the stats, they put out 4 million coronavirus cases. Do you believe that? Allegedly, it's the most contagious thing on planet Earth, but the flu does 45 million and corona does 4 million? No, it's actually six to 25 times that many people, which does what? Which does what? I want everyone, I'm purposely pausing, which does what? If you have more cases, and by the way, I want you to know this. What you're seeing right now, I'm actually using the wrong verbiage because it's just easier to say. You're not seeing new cases. You're seeing positive test results, not new cases. Are there some new cases? Of course. It's a flu season. There's always going to be new cases. However, what you're seeing more than anything are positive test results, not new cases. What the media says is new cases, new cases, new cases. No. Where's all the deaths? Where's all the hospitalizations? People, I saw some goof stick put this out on Facebook. All you need to do is look at the full hospitals. Where? Where exactly? I know Sarasota Memorial is not full. That's right near us. I know it's not full of people. I know they never have been between both, both the counties that I live and work in. There's about close to 700,000 people. Let's see. It's four. No, it's, I don't know. 600,000 people somewhere in there. They've had about 140 COVID deaths. I, where, how are they full? Explain. That's what I always wonder with people. Why would you not simply look at what's true? Where, where are all the cases? Where are all the deaths? Wait till you hear later where I tell you where you're most likely to catch COVID. I'll tell you that later. It's not outside and it's not in a store. I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave that little primer there for you. So if you have more cases, what does that mean? A whole lot smaller death count. So I ran the numbers for you. I haven't done it for a little while, so I'll run them for you tonight. So in Florida, 
if you have 414,000 cases, right? Well, I, I put, I use both numbers right in the middle. Six to, so actually there's six to 24 times that many people have gotten COVID in the 22 million people that make up Florida. So on all actually 20 times that amount is 8 million people in the state of Florida have had COVID. That puts the post-infection death rate at 0.06%. See, everybody seeing this? These are the facts. This isn't me. This is the prejudicial CDC, the narrative-driven CDC. This isn't me. They said that whatever your case count is, you got to times it by at least six and up to 24 times as many cases. So I also did Florida at 10 times as many cases, more towards the lower end. So that puts 4 million people in the state of Florida have had or have COVID. That puts the post-infection death rate at, uh, lo and behold, what I've been saying for five long months, 0.1 post-infection death rate, same as influenza as always new york city everybody thinks i'm afraid to do those not afraid simple as this how many of you think it's a bubonic plague there everybody's dead right well they've had allegedly 220,000 cases there remember though there's 9 million people live in new york city it's about the size it's it's bigger than all states but 11 truth that's how big new york city is so they've had allegedly 220,000 cases there but according to the cdc they've had at least six times that many and up to 24 times that many so if you times that by 20 it's 4 million cases of covid which would give it a 0.4 percent post-infection death rate 0.4 not one not two not world health organization 3.4 not anthony fauci's 0.9 that he initially said 0.4 that's where we're at there's the truth that's how things really are i did some other states for you ohio got friends in ohio let me say hey to a couple people hey cindy glad you're on hey jill glad you're on hey cheryl glad you're on from montana put your states on there where you can guys so i could identify it because otherwise some of the names are (laughs) you're not gonna know i'm talking to you hey hey diana good to see you hey shirley god bless you hey john hey roy God bless you. Another, I see Ron. God bless you. Hey, Nick. God bless you. Hey, Douglas Morgan. Love you, brother. God bless you. Glad you found a church, man. Glad you found it. God bless you. Hey, Shira. Good to see you as always. Hey, Nick. God bless you. Hey, Merlin. God bless you. Lots of people on. Hey, Brooke. Good to see you on. Hey, Patricia. Good to see you on. God bless you. Hey, Stephanie. Glad to see you on. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate you guys. Like and share. Hit your share, hit your like and share button. Let's try and boost our numbers. Let's get the truth out. My, my vision is to give people the truth, the truth of the gospel and the truth of what is going on in our country. So here's the Ohio numbers. According to the new CDC, allegedly there's 75,000 cases of COVID. There's actually six to 25 times that many. So if you, t- I just did right in the middle, 15 times that many is 1,125,000. That gives Ohio which has 11.7 million people living in it, a 0.2 post-infection death rate. Minnesota, if you run it by the same numbers, 0.2 post-infection death rate. Kansas, by the same numbers, 0.1 post-infection death rate. North Carolina, running the same numbers, 0.09% post-infection death rate. Look at, look at North Carolina, just as an example. 10.6 million people live there. How many COVID deaths? 
1,461. Alabama, 5 million people live in Alabama. 1,000 COVID deaths. That's it. So in Alabama, running the same numbers, 0.07 post-infection death rate. Let me go through these. Alabama, statewide mask mandate. North Carolina, statewide mask mandate. Kansas, statewide mask mandate. Minnesota, statewide mask mandate. Ohio, pretty much a statewide mask mandate. All for what? The highest, and I ran that at moderate numbers. The highest death percentage was 0.2%. Post-infection, that's not your odds of dying of COVID. That's your odds of dying of COVID if you were ever infected to begin with. That's the highest, according to the newest CDC study. Not 2%, 2 tenths of 1% chance of dying of COVID after you're infected. And that's the high end. If I would have done them all by 24 times, they'd all be 0.1 or less, except for New York. I mean, look at these numbers. You ever just look, I just, I read these occasionally just to get everybody, just the state of Tennessee. You have 6.8 million people, almost 6.9 million people live in the state of Tennessee. How many, how many COVID deaths have they had? 710. In the state of Wisconsin with 5.8 million people living there. How many COVID deaths? 816. State of Utah, 3.2 million people living there. How many COVID deaths? 209. Oklahoma, 4 million people, 428 deaths. Kentucky, 4.5 million people live in the state of Kentucky, 612 deaths. Oregon, 4.3 million people live there, 230 deaths. It's all a giganto hoax. You're like, COVID's real. Of course, so is the flu. Same death rate. Same death rate, exact same one. Now I want to tell you guys this before I go any further, because I have the tendency to list negative <laughs> and I don't mean list. I mean, list like turn negative all the while. I'm not negative at all. I want you to know that I'm not negative. I really am not because you see, I stand in the Lord. If the whole comp- if, if Trump resigned tomorrow and flew off to Haiti and decided to become the president of Haiti and forsake America, and, and, uh, Mike Pence went with him and Nancy Pelosi became president. I would not fear. Listen, I, I trust what the word of God says. Isaiah 41, 10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will help you. Yes. I will strengthen you. I'll uplift you with my righteous right hand. I believe in God. I trust God for my, I mean, I literally trust God for my health, for my wealth, for provision, for safety, everything. The only thing that I believe that I'm vulnerable to, and this it's not me that believes it, it's because I've read it in what's called the Bible. The only thing that I'm vulnerable to is martyrdom. Everything else I bind, it is bound. Everything else I loose, it is loosed. That is the way that it is. I trust in God. The righteous are never seen begging for bread. Psalm 37, 25. You have nothing to fear if you are in covenant with Christ. Nothing at all to fear. He always causes us to triumph. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. We will always win. You and I are not to acquiesce and get, well, this is just the end times. You know, the mark of the beast has to come sometime. Even though even most Christians right now, they think they're being a community partner by wearing a mask. They have no idea that that's the precursor to the mark of the beast or a precursor to the mark of the beast. They think there's, they still are. They still think they're being, well, you know, we're just trying to keep our congregants safe. I read that to, 
Andy Stanley stuff to our congregation last Sunday. He still thinks his, his church is closed until next year sometime. And I'm sure many other churches are going to do the same thing. They think they're right. I can't imagine it as they look at the draconian government all around them. As, as you have governors uh, instituting draconian mask mandates, closing churches, rolling shutdowns. How you can't wake up, I don't know. At least the, the pastor that I spoke of earlier from California, at least he's waking up. But I just, I, I don't fear. I'm not worried about it. But my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the, of the almighty. I just trust in God. No plague will draw near my dwelling. Long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So be encouraged. Those of you who are weak in faith, it is, how do you get faith? Faith comes by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What you listen to being the word of God will grow your faith. That's what you got. You're going to have to. Don't just go by. We, we need to speak these things. Why? You know, it's just, it's going to happen, you know? No, no, no. Then you got James 4, 7, which says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. And the Greek resist means actively fight against. We are to fight against it. You and I, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some count, count slackness. Second, uh, second Peter 3, 9. So the thing is, we can delay the judgment of God. If we actively fight against the devil, that's why I'm reading to you this material so that you are informed so that you take a stand. We need to spread our virus of courage. If you have courage out there, you've got to spread it. You've got to stand up. And that means you have, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You have to know what you're talking about. Listen, I feel sorry for anybody who comes up and starts talking to me about COVID because you had better know, you had absolutely better know your facts because I do. It's like somebody, if you want to come up and debate me about biblical things, you better have lots of scripture memorized because I'm ready to go. CDC study on masks. And this was to be presented to the WHO. And this is from basically one month ago, actually two months, 60 days ago. This is, what, this is where, where they were as far as masks. Play the video for me. That is even newer than the one that was used by this fact checker to disprove my story. This is a study that was put together in May of this year, May of 2020, a month after the study that that fact checker just listed. And this study was done with the CDC and prepared for the WHO specifically to create guidelines to deal with the coronavirus pandemic. So the claim that was made that, oh, things are different because now we're in a pandemic, this study was done in order to create guidelines specific to this pandemic and what it finds is exactly what I told you one week ago. The study was conducted in preparation for the development of guidelines by the World Health Organization on the use of non-pharmaceutical interventions for pandemic influenza in non-medical settings. And here's what the study finds. The three points that I made to you last week, all of them held up by this brand new study. Number one, the science shows that there is no evidence that face masks prevent the spread of a virus either by the infected person or the non-infected person. Quote, we did not find evidence that surgical type face masks are effective in reducing laboratory confirmed influenza transmission, either when worn by the infected person's source control or by the persons in the general community to reduce their susceptibility. However, 
as with hand hygiene, face masks might be able to reduce transmission of other infections and therefore have value in an influenza pandemic when healthcare resources are stretched. So the researchers here looked at 10 different randomized controlled tests and what they found and told the WHO less than 60 days ago is that there is no evidence that wearing a face mask, including a surgical type face mask, does anything to prevent the spread of a virus for either the infected person or the non-infected person. All right, back to me. There you go. Now that's the latest CDC study. That was a study they did to present to the World Health Organization. Listen to this from Breitbart, set from Breitbart today, 725. 150 health experts, that's a, I'm putting that in quote, health experts, U.S. Public Interest Research Group, it's called PERG, call for imposing coronavirus lockdown 2.0 as study warrants easier to catch virus at home. This left-wing, act, left-wing activist and former presidential candidate Ralph Nader founded PERG. They're, they're putting out, they're trying to influence, again, Republican mask wearers and supporters of people wearing masks. These are the people advocating for the things that you are now advocating for. You are advocating a left wing agenda. The nonprofit fund for the public interest, the Perks fundraising and canvassing arm has been described as the largest fundraiser for liberal causes. So if you're somebody who's a Republican conservative Christian and you're staying home from church, this is who you now are. No, Tom, that's not very nice. You are what you practice. What else would you be? You can't be what you don't do. The letter came after a new South Korean study published by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, in mid-July found people are more likely to catch COVID-19 inside their homes than from those outside the household. Uh, facts. So what do you do? You better get out of your house, right? You're allegedly wanting to keep yourself safe and your family safe. Get out of the house. You may want to think about going back to church. Breitbart 725, Dr. Fauci. We don't know how less likely people are to transmit coronavirus from wearing a mask. There's there's America's doctor throwing out the first pitch at the Washington Nationals game to a completely empty stadium. His dream has come true. And he, quote, we don't know. There he is. We don't, yeah, you can keep rolling those pictures. We don't know how less likely people are to transmit coronavirus when wearing a mask. There's his expert medical opinion. He doesn't know. You know what? He knows. He knows it's pointless. Look at, I just read it. Those, I just read you the study from the CDC. The, the NIH, this is, I mean... I don't even understand how people would ever strap something on their face for no reason. Get this now. I'm just staying on masks for a little while. Again, I don't know how people can't see this. Pastors, I'll I'll see. Maybe you can, maybe you'll wake up right here. Plain clothes, Miami cops, ticket people who don't wear masks, find anyone who doesn't wear face coverings properly. Find anybody who's not, not only are they ticketing them, for not wearing a mask, they're ticketing them for not wearing a mask properly. You imagine that? Play the video for me. They're in the gym. I don't care. They're working out. They need to breathe. Hey, 
But even outside, like like I just literally had it over my mouth. Four, get a ticket. Understand? You gotta wear it properly. Everyone else is wearing it properly. We're wearing it properly. Yeah, Doing this does not help anybody. You're still on the phone. You're dangering him right now. And I'm outside and I was on the phone. The problem is, this is the thing, dude. So you understand. You have to wear it properly. If you're not wearing it properly, it's never the same. Right back to me. So the guy was out there, the guy wearing the Miami Hurricane shirt. He's out there and he has to talk on the freaking phone. And the cops come up to him and issue him a ticket. Let me read you how it goes here. The Miami Police Department assigned 39 officers, 39 police officers to enforce the city's mandatory mask order. So, again, for the people that voted for Donald Trump that are now opening safely and being a good neighbor and wearing your mask and I'm okay if you wear one and I'm okay if you don't wear one. I'm right in the middle. Okay. Are you sure that's where you're supposed to be when the city of Miami puts out 39 officers to enforce a mask mandate? You sure that you maybe should be a little bit more adamant Maybe your yes should be yes and your no should be no. Maybe it's time to stand up. Maybe pastors, it's time to say, I never should have closed my church because this draconian government was never about trying to keep anybody safe from a virus. It was all about ushering in the Democratic Party, socialism, vaccinations, control, mark of the beast. Maybe it's time to wake up. Let me ask you this. When in your life have you ever seen anything like it? That, I said that a few weeks ago. That's always a very clear line of demarcation. When, when have you ever seen this before in your life? Well, it's because this pandemic is something we've never seen before. No, where, where? What are the numbers? 0.1% post-infection death rate. Well, Tom, there's a whole lot of deaths involved. I'll go over those in a minute. Miami assigned 39 police officers to enforce the city's mandatory mask order. In the last two weeks, the mask police started handing out citations to anyone who didn't wear a mask, who didn't wear face coverings, and even doled out fines to people who wore masks but weren't wearing them properly. Miami-Dade County residents were, are required to wear face masks in all public spaces inside and outdoors. Well, the, Oh, this, is, this is about controlling a virus? Yeah, right. According to a Miami Herald article published on Thursday, the Miami-Dade Police Department have issued 162 citations to people caught violating the county's mandatory mask order. The Miami Herald reported that a woman was walking from the Publix grocery store in North Miami Beach to her car in the parking lot. Joanna Gianni took off her face mask after, after exiting the store and was quickly approached by an officer. She... Went and like was getting in her car. There was no, I read the whole article. There was nobody around her. So she pulled her mask off and she had it still hanging on her freaking ear. And the officer came up and find her. I think they should. Here's, here's where she's wrong. Ready? I think they should. I, I, I think they should make a judgment call. Gianni said, if you're in the middle of a crowd and you're walking without a mask, I get it. No, no, not for any reason. Never should have social distanced, never should have worn a mask, never should have had any lockdowns, no businesses should have ever closed, no churches should have ever closed, never for not for one second ever. You cannot give the tyrants an inch ever, not an inch ever, 
Otherwise, you get what we have right now. We still have 1 to 1.5 million people a week filing for unemployment. Still, the previous record was 1982, 678,000 in a week. We smashed that back in April by it was 6.6 million in a week. We still have over 11% unemployment. Pre-COVID, we were like at 2 to 3%. This is insane. 30 to 40 million people are out of work over this. You can't give them an inch. They will take your whole life. They really will. I have a whole list. I'm not going to read it to you. This is a whole list of states that have full mask orders. Maine, Michigan, Hawaii, Rhode Island, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, North Carolina, Nevada, California, Virginia, New Mexico, Massachusetts, Delaware, on and on and on I go. There's like 11 that don't have a full mask order. For what? COVID-19 is 0.06 to 0.1 microns. The best mask on planet Earth in N95 blocks 0.3 microns. The largest Largest coronavirus micron particle is 0.14. And the best mask on planet Earth blocks 0.3. Does everybody see 0.3 is a whole lot bigger than 0.4, than 0.14. So that basically you've got something that is this big trying to block something that's the size of the tip of my finger. Doesn't work. Well, the stellar leadership in places, and, and again, I just, I want to parallel, I want you to know. If you're mask wearing and you're safely reopening, these are your leaders. The stellar leadership of Lori Lightfoot in Chicago continues. Look at what just happened. Play the video for me. Uh, rocks, uh, explosive devices. Um, and then <clears throat> obviously here comes the PVC with the, uh, with the banner that was broken apart and then jabbed at the officers. We're just going to walk you through brief snippets of video <clears throat> that were taken on Friday night by both uh, pod cameras and other cameras in the area. And then I'll turn it back over to the uh, superintendent. Hey, you can bring it back to me. This gets a little slower here. Everybody see what just happened? That, that's in the city of Chicago. I mean, play, roll that video again. I'll just talk over it. Look uh, at that. Look at what is happening here. Look at, look at the size of this crowd. And you should see the further off pictures. I don't think I gave one to him, but look at what's happening here. And again, I want to put this out to you. Remember, it's all the same lie. That, that's all precipitated by the death, allegedly, of George Floyd, right? Well, you had nine unarmed black men killed by police in 2019 19 unarmed white men killed by the police in 2019 and allegedly that justifies all this why because what they do is they take a very small chance of death and they say that it's a huge chance of death you're going to die at the hands of a white police officer if you're a black man or you're going to die of coronavirus they tell you that they tell you that they, they they tell black men to look at police officers and say you're an existential threat to me they tell you as the citizen look at somebody who's not wearing a mask they're going to give me the plague. They're, you have a, you, if you catch it, it's 0.1% chance of dying of it. Same as the flu. Overall chance of dying of COVID-19 in the United States is 0.01% chance. And yet you, people are looking at people like, people are getting physically assaulted for not wearing masks. You put up that, that one there. That's good. 
See this from Buck Sexton, a tweet from Buck Sexton. While atro- follow this guy. While atrocities like this are constantly happening in America's third largest city, Democrats' insane response is to make it harder for cops to do their jobs and cut their funding. Chicago police say vehicle drove up to mourners at a funeral, fire guns, people attending uh, the funeral returned fire. This is in Chicago. At least 14 people hospitalized. This was last weekend. You bring it back to me. Mayor Lightfoot yesterday chastises police. Mayor Light, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, chastises police for asking Trump to help bring back civility to the streets of Chicago. Chicago scenes that can be likened to a war zone. This is from Greg Jarrett. Jarrett prompted the Fraternal Order of Police President John Cantanzaro to write President Trump. So you had the Fraternal Order of Police, the head of the Fraternal Order of Police, bypass the mayor, bypass the police chief, and sent a letter to the President of the United States saying, we need help. A letter on July 18th asking for help. In the letter, Cantanzaro called Lightfoot a complete failure and asked Trump for assistance in combating the violence and increased criminal activity. That's the kind of leadership that we have right now. There's Lori Lightfoot, former prosecutor. What a joke. Look at this. Again, this is right near Lori Lightfoot's house, what I'm about to show you. Wild crowd. This is from DJ HJ Media from today. Wild crowd without masks celebrate in Chicago over statue removal. So Lori Lightfoot, surprise of all surprises, acquiesces to the rage mob and says, okay, we'll take, as they all are doing, all right, even Republicans like Greg Abbott in Texas, all right, you know what, yeah, the cases have gone up, you know, more cases, no, Greg, the cases aren't going up, you're just discovering what has already been there, six to 25 six to 24 times as many cases as you thought all you're doing it's not new cases it's new positive tests people with antibodies people have already had it but he acquiesces and starts doing rolling lockdowns in the state of texas come on state of texas why still why is texas going downhill so fast in austin in dallas in fort worth why because all the californians are moving there californians flee california they flee the taxation there and the regulation there. And then they move to Idaho, Montana, and Texas and reinstitute the regulation and taxation they ran from. This is how dumb these people are. This is right near. So this is just another case of grandiose acquiescence. Well, the rage mob want this. this. Lori Lightfoot, I believe, was elected no later than 2018. Why didn't this horrendous statue bother her then why didn't this christopher columbus statue why was it not such an offense to her then why did she she has all kinds of power why didn't she legislate for it to come down why didn't this statue bother anybody during the eight years of barack obama just like the eight years that he was locking up kids at the border and separating families at the border didn't bother anybody then either Oh, that means that it means that you are living under a false narrative. You're saying, I care about social justice. I care about the kids. No, all you care about is whether a Democrat's a president or a Republican's a president. At least admit how superficially fake you are. So a wild crowd without masks celebrates in Chicago over statue removal. 
At a time the pandemic concerns on the left are reaching great heights and a time of grave violence by angry mobs, it is odd to see unmasked, look at them, look at the picture, you can leave it up there, <clears throat> unmasked masses of people in the streets of Chicago, dancing and singing and celebrating without any masks or any or other safety concerns. Oh, I'll read this last part. A street activist and reporter posted photos and videos of a large group in Logan Square in Chicago who were celebrating the announcement by Democratic Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who agreed to remove a statue of Italian explorer Christopher Columbus. What a grievous man he was, right? Let's roll through those. Oh, here's their, here's their, here's their list of demands. Logan Square lockdown. Thursday, July 23rd. Two days ago, justice for miracle, whatever that is, defend CP, def, oh, sorry, not defend, defund Chicago Police Department. 2% of Chicago Police Department budget be allocated for the peace book ordinance, whatever on earth that is. There has to be massive doobie smoking involved in the people who wrote this. 75% of CPD budget go 75%. So we're up to 77% of their budget. Gone, and all these people say we're not talking about defunding the police. We're talking about real reallocating uh, resources, Real re reallocating seventy seven percent of their money. Really? All right, play the videos for me. State of America, ladies and gentlemen, Chicago, Illinois, right here. They did found out that you know what you get to, a statue taken down. Your request has been granted. So here we go. We're gonna celebrate. State of America. Where's the masks? All right, go to the next one. Since we know I really feel. You pause it right there. You pause it right there. This looks like a worship service, does it not? It looks like a worship. Oh, that's perfect right there. That looks like a worship service. You know why? Because it kind of is a worship service. This is what these people believe in. Absolutely play it. It's how we feel. Sorry for the profanity. It's America, ladies and gentlemen. All right, back to me. There we are. That was two days ago. This is this is where we're at right now. This really is where we're at. It's the Democratic Party. Now I found a video. You know, try to keep things a little bit lighter. I found the Democratic Party, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the rage mob, and cancel culture wrapped up into one very quick video. Play it for me. When me and Brad first met, I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on everything. Your, Your racial, racial identity is the most important thing. thing. Everything, everything should be looked at through the lens of race. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Damn. We both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them, we both think minorities are a united group who think the same and act the same. And vote the same. You don't want to lose your black card. Sorry, I don't know. I just think we should roll, roll back, back discrimination laws so we can hire based on race again. Jinx, now you owe me a Coke. Hey, tell them what you told me yesterday. White actors should only do voices for white cartoon characters. Been saying that for years. Stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree. It is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial dating. All I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? Did Boomer put you up to this? 
Ugh, you know that taco place is white owned? White people should be making white foods like Kraft macaroni and cheese, no seasoning, not even salt. It's like he's a mind reader. I mean, I've been pushing for segregation forever and my man does what? I created an improv comedy show exclusively for ethnic people. Guy segregates comedy on my birthday. White people need to stop wearing dreadlocks and they need to stop appropriating black people's music. Shaved heads and country music, the way God intended. You know all white people are racist. I'm listening. Even if you have a black wife or a black friend group, you're still really racist. You know, he just kicked a guy out of the organization for having a black girlfriend, but if you can promise me he's still really racist, we'll consider letting him back in. Black, black people should only shop at black businesses. I guess the only thing we really disagree about is I think white people are the root of all evil. But what did I tell you, though? If we can narrow that down to a certain group of tiny-hatted white people, I think we can come to an understanding. Technically, I don't consider Jewish people white Neither because... do I. <laughs> back to me. There you go. Sums them all up. Mostly illiterate, corrupt St. Louis. Now you're going to be hearing a lot about corrupt prosecutors because George Soros is going throughout our country and getting into elections and electing district attorneys. Because you know what? I, I've told you guys this. They will put you in freaking jail or prison and they will not think twice about it. Look at what, this is in St. Louis, different case. All St. Louis, though. Got Kim Gardner, who is a Soros acolyte. St. Louis prosecutor right here, though. These, these are the same people, the McCloskeys, that are, they went in, they, they got a search warrant for no crime, no probable cause for a crime, but they got a search warrant. Went in and altered her gun, altered evidence, made a non-functional gun functional. And now charged her with a gun crime. They didn't charge the people that vandalized their property, that trespassed on their property and assaulted them. Didn't charge any of them. This is what Soros is doing. This is what's happening. If you don't know about the McCloskey case, pull it up. I don't have time to go over it right now. But this is what George Soros is doing. Whenever you see Open Society Foundation and many other acronyms, that's George. But right here, mostly illiterate, corrupt St. Louis County prosecutor indicts two police officers for firing on a criminal who tried to run them over. They will put you in prison. That, ask General Flynn. Ask George Papadopoulos. Ask, ask Donald Trump. They don't care. They will falsely accuse you and lock you up for years. Ask Paul Manafort. They don't, when do the Republicans ever do this? Name it. It's just like I said before, name the last time you saw Republicans in a rage mob pulling down a statue ever. Name, name any time you've ever seen Republicans wearing all black with hoodies on, marching throughout the streets, lighting auto zones on fire. Please name that. Name that for me, ever. Name any time that you've ever seen a Republican doing this. For firing on a criminal who tried to run them over. They've now been indicted. Cop shows up and confronts him at the presser. This is what we need. People who have guts. St. Louis County Prosecutor and Attorney Wesley Bell and his new head of the St. Louis County Conviction Review Unit, Dana Balzer, held a press conference on Friday to discuss an investigation into the recent Galleria Mall shooting in St. Louis. Run that video for me. Mr. Uh, Wesley Bell. Uh, and and I'm going to finish his argument. You, and, so, um, and so just keeping in Cedric, mind. I'm one of the officers. I'm, I'm, and, and 
I would recommend that you talk like to your attorney. I would like to know when that car passed me that citizens and or other police officers were not we're in fear of their the life. I am going to advise that um, my understanding is that both officers are, are represented by counsel, and I would recommend that um, um, counsel speak on behalf of those officers understanding your constitutional rights. You can bring it back to me. Yeah, there you go. Bell's effort had the support of a slew of local activist organizations. This guy, I did, I did research into him, so listen close to it. Bell's efforts had the support of a slew of local activist organizations as well as, as national ones such as Real Justice PAC, which is affiliated with the Intercept columnist Sean King, Color of Change, keep that one in mind, and the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. Among the organizations receiving Soros funding were Fund for Global Human Rights, Global Green Grants Fund, Amnesty International, Color of Change. Color of Change helped to fund Wesley Balls. He, he defeated a long-standing prosecutor in St. Louis because everybody remembers the Michael Brown case. He didn't get the, he didn't get the officer uh, prosecuted. So this uh, Wesley Bell runs against them, funded partially or who knows how much by, but no matter what, to some extent, Again, funded by directly by George Soros, elected Wesley Bell, elected the guy that is now charging these two officers. Bell surprised onlookers by announcing charges. It was a surprise against two police officers in a separate investigation who reportedly fired at a suspect after the suspect reportedly tried to run them over. It's no surprise Wesley Bar Bell, he also participated in the Mike Brown, Michael Brown-related riots in St. Louis. So you got this guy, funded by George Soros, is now prosecuting cops. They will put you in freaking prison. They don't care. You're like, well, I couldn't put an innocent person in prison. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. They're fine. Michelle and Barack spoon every night knowing they've locked people up for years. They don't care. Someday I'm going to get into a very detailed examination about what Barack Hussein Obama did to Michael Flynn. And if Michael, if Michael Flynn was sentenced to five years in prison right now, it would not affect Barack and Michelle's nightly spooning. They don't care. They will put you in prison. Here's some other Soros acolytes. Kim Gardner, St. Louis prosecutor. The one who is wrongfully felony prosecuting the McCloskeys. Keisha Bottoms, Atlanta mayor. Hook, line, and sinker Soros acolyte. Kim Fox, Chicago prosecutor who dropped the charges against Jesse Smollett. Juicy Smooye. Larry Krasner, Philadelphia prosecutor, is also funded by George Soros. And since he's been in office, murders are up 12%. Nice job, Larry. The Smart Justice Campaign, which is another Soros organization, got a $50 million grant from George Soros.
legal insurrection and legal insurrection and capital research center put this out since 2015 soros has spent 17 million dollars on district attorney and other local races in swing states such as pennsylvania virginia arizona but also in large predominantly left of center states such as california not left of center they're communist California and New York in 2016 Soros dropped two million dollars into a single sheriff race in Maricopa County Joe Opayo defeated because of him Arizona helping progressive candidate Paul Bazone win the election with ease over longtime incumbent Joe Arpaio as we noted in December in November 2019 one of the recipients of Soros backing is newly elected San Francisco. Here we go again. San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Bowden. San Francisco socialist son of imprisoned weatherground underground terrorists who was raised by Bill Ayers and worked for Hugo Chavez elected DA. This is what Soros is doing. You just noticed, right? What's the list? You got him in Chicago, St. Louis, Philadelphia. San Francisco, all Soros money electing district attorneys to prosecute you, to prosecute cops who did nothing. This is what our country is right now. All because nobody pays attention and nobody is informed. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject you. Well, it hasn't touched me. I still got my son signed up for little league. My daughter signed up for soccer. My other daughter signed up for dance and everything's good. We just got to, you know, we wear our masks to the store and we're just good citizens. It will come for you because eventually perpetrators like me run out. Who's next? The sympathizers are next. Then their own people in their own organizations who aren't woke enough are next. And then the wokest of the woke are next. And then the wokest of the wokest of the wokest are next. It never ends. The gator has got to eat. The hangman has got to put somebody in the noose. Eventually they run out of chubby preachers from Inglewood, Florida. And they'll come for you, LeBron James, Nancy Pelosi. They already are. Look at that celebration in Chicago with Dance Fest USA. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. That was right out. That was right near Lori Lightfoot's house. She thinks she's safe because she acquiesces to the rage mob. They will come for her. All the churches that have closed have just found out. You acquiesced, you caved. You thought you were being a community partner and a wisdom-filled Christian. You're protecting your congregation and you're still closed five months after they told you two weeks and you don't even care. You still think you're being a good Christian and a good citizen and a good neighbor. You don't get that they're trying to close the church. The COVID-19 response and the Black Lives Matter response and the Antifa response are all coming against the body of Christ. And what did the body of Christ do? Crawl up into a ball, shove their thumb into their mouth and start bawling like a baby and shut their door doors and hid. Not me, not ever. In Jesus' name, no way. 
Robert Schuler Smith, a district attorney from Hines County, Mississippi, whom Soros had backed, was tried in criminal court for two counts of suspected conspiracy to hinder prosecution. That's why he's doing it. These people have lots and lots of power if you're district attorney. Lots and lots of power. The Capital Research Center could not find any other instances in recent electoral history of prominent donors funding dozens of district attorney races in this manner except for Soros' own sons. You need to keep your eye. I'm not getting into some of the... You know, whether it's the Great Reset, the Rockefeller Institute for Vaccinations, see, um, what's that, Project 1619. Oh, I, can't, I don't have time to get into those things tonight, but we will get into those. You've got to keep your eye on these things. Open Society Foundation, you've got to keep your eye on these things. Be informed. Epic Times 724. Philadelphia DA, that's the guy that I was just telling you about, will arrest, he says, Trump directed federal agents. His statement comes as crime shootings, crimes and shootings are on the rise in Philadelphia. Philadelphia District Attorney funded by George Soros, Larry Krasner. We already put the picture, yeah, put it up again. There he is. Philadelphia District Attorney funded by basically elected by George Soros claimed his office will charge federal law enforcement officers with criminal offenses if they unlawfully assault or unlawfully arrest anyone in the city, which has seen an uptick in crime and shootings in recent years. There you go. That's why they're doing it. Republican introduces uh, introduces resolution that will ban groups with ties to slavery like the Democrats. This is what we have to do. This is from Dan Bongino. New rules. If you don't watch Dan Bongino, you're not informed. You got to watch the man. He's on every day. This is a time show, so you can watch it anytime. He he records it. It's on Facebook and it's on uh, YouTube. It's probably other sources too. iHeart, it's on iHeart. That's where I listen to it. You got to listen to it. But Bongino put out and he said, these are new rules. We win, you lose. We, listen, we've got, if they're going to fight a guerrilla war, then we fight a guerrilla war. And again, Facebook, I don't mean literally. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about, you know what? If they ban us, we ban them. Look at Louis Gohmann on the floor. That the Speaker of the House of Representatives shall remove any item that names, symbolizes, or mentions any political organization or party that has ever held a public position that supported slavery or the Confederacy from any area within the House wing of the Capitol or any House office building and shall donate such item or symbol to the Library of Congress and two, that any political organization or party that has ever held a public position that supported slavery or the Confederacy shall either change its name or be barred from petition <laughs> participation in the House of Representatives. Uh, with that, I would yield back. So what Louis Gomer's saying there, I couldn't play the whole thing because it's like nine minutes long. But what he's saying there is you're out there canceling everything, but you're not. You, the Redskins name is now canceled, right? The Democratic Party, which were the formers of the Ku Klux Klan and, Klan and the Confederacy, fought the Civil Rights Bill completely. Republicans, Republicans all voted for it. Why are they allowed to keep their name? So you go, you want to fight guerrilla tactics? 
We fight guerrilla tactics. You, they boycott us, we boycott them. That's why I'm not watching Major League Baseball. You sit there and you take a black ribbon and you, you grab hold of that thing as, as basically you're supporting Black Lives Matter, a Marxist organization, and you take a knee to men, I'm gone. I'm not watching you. NFL, if you, you're going to do the black national anthem before every game, you cancel the Redskins name, all the other things that you do, all the knees that have been taken, I'm gone. And I'm what you need. I'm the one who buys the NFL tickets. Not anymore. I'm out. And we all need to do it. You can live without it. There's my team. My team from 46 years I watched the Redskins. Here they are now. That's their official name. Washington football team. What a disgrace. Oakland's mayor. See? Gator got to eat. Put the gator back up. Gator got to eat. Gator got to eat. Oakland's mayor home vandalized ahead of a vote against defunding the police. Her own house vandalized by the very people she's acquiescing to. The very people whose butts she is surgically attached to. To borrow from Bongino again, shamelessly. Run the video for me. No, there was a video of it, but oh, the, the, there it is. Play it. Oakland's mayor wakes up to this. Vandals strike in the middle of the night. The messages they left spray painted all over her home. There Look at that. No there you go. Bring it back to me. Oakland mayor Libby Schaff. Home was vandalized in the early hours of Tuesday morning, shortly before she cast a deciding vote not to defund the city's police department. Probably smart to not defund the police department, but that's what you get. Look at blood on your hands, the responsibility, black, probably Black Lives Matter, who knows what. You're going to defund the Oakland Police Department. That makes a lot of sense. But Gator got to eat. So she, she, she is this aunt. I got more. She rejected. I, I put this down. She the mayor rejected Trump's health help Schaff said he continues to try to distract the American people from the fact that he is not doing his job of protecting us from this pandemic. I don't need law enforcement and I don't need law enforcement in Oakland. I need testing. I need personnel. She doesn't need law enforcement. I need protective equipment. We need direct income support for people who are out of work. Gator got to eat. Sorry. She butt kissed as much as she could. She went and scheduled an appointment to have her lips surgically attached to the butt cheeks of Black Lives Matter. She scheduled an appointment. Hey, doc, I want to surgically attach my lips to the butt cheeks of Black Lives Matter. And they still go to her house and vandalize it. I told you they run out of chubby ex-cop pastors and they are going to come for you. You may be a little bit further down the line, but they will come for you because you're not woke enough. You're really what it is. You're not stupid enough. You're not stupid enough. You were really, you, I mean, this, the, the, what's her name again? Uh, Libby Schaff. She's galactically stupid. Don't get me wrong. That's one stupid woman to even be in a discussion about defunding the police, but she's not quite stupid enough to defund the police. So that does, that's not going to count. So, Bye-bye home, right? How long do you think she's going to stay there? They know where she lives. You got the New York Times. They'll put out Tucker Carlson's address because he's not woke. 
So I, had, I, I read this Facebook post from a local moronic fool here in the area. And he actually put out, you know, with cases surging, the Republican National Convention, this is all Florida, Republican National Convention canceled, you know, they canceled it one place and then they put it in Jacksonville and now it's canceled again. Major mistake, President Trump. Major mistake. You never acquiesce to the rage mob ever. You're still going to win. But don't acquiesce to the rage mob. And he said, so since the cases are surging, cases are not surging, positive tests are surging, which means you're just testing people who have already had COVID. 99% of all COVID cases are mild. All you're doing is documenting that people had and fought off COVID. That's all these new cases are. They're not new cases. They're positive tests mixed in with some new cases. And he said, since cases are surging, the RNC canceled. Then why, how could we ever think of opening schools? And I was so, it put me in a bad mood for the rest of the night, as much as I hate to admit it, because like 20 something people positively responded with one person standing up to his stupidity. So how can we open up schools? Well, I'll answer it for you. Like and share. Maybe you'll get it. Like and share right now. We got about 188 people watching on Facebook right now. Probably got 30 or 40 watching on YouTube. Like and share. Like and share right now. Yes, it will cost you friends. I know. I've lost lots of friends. I get it. 30%, 40%. Something of my church left. They've been replaced and there's more people here now than ever. Because God always causes me to triumph. Always. I'll always win, not because of me, but because of the great and powerful covenant that I'm in with God through Jesus. So how can we open up schools, this person? How can we do it? You know, he's a concerned Republican. Hmm, well, let's look. Kids from zero to four are 20 times more likely to die of the flu than COVID. Kids from 5 to 14 are seven times more likely to die of the flu than COVID. Don't remember any of these Facebook messages during any flu season during my 51 years on planet Earth. Ever. And the kids are way more, way more likely to die of the flu than COVID. So far, we're at 0 to 4, 20 times more likely to die of the flu. 5 to 14, 7 times more likely to die of the flu. 15 to 24, 1.25 times more likely to die of the flu than COVID. Here's some Glenn Beck stats that I want to put out to you. You're like, how could we, how could we open schools? How could we do it? I'm wondering what people don't see here. You know, I don't believe anybody's going to, you know, we're going to have mass starvation or anything. I'm not going to proclaim that, but just for simplicity, what, what do you, Mass starvation, huge economic collapse, or 99.9% survival rate. Wow, how can we open schools? Let's look. Still over, like I told you earlier, still over one, 1 million a week are putting in for unemployment. Not one, how can we open schools? Not one study has shown that children are significant vectors of COVID-19. Not one. Not one. Only study, the only thing studies have shown is that parents have given it to kids. Never. That kids have given it to parents. 92% of COVID deaths are people 55 and above. 
percent. How, how can we open schools? Oh, you're such a soothsayer of galactic stupidity, thinking you're a soothsayer of wisdom. And he's backed up by lots of other people. From Glenn Beck, the Fed is investing in the stock market right now. How can we open schools? Uh, we can't keep everything locked down. People have to go back to work at some point. The Fed is buying debt in staggering amounts. 50% of restaurants are closed for good. 41% of all businesses overall are closed permanently right now. This has already happened. Federal budget deficit in June alone was $864 billion in June alone. $864 billion over budget. How do, how do, we, how do we make that money? Uh, we don't. We're printing it. Because when you shut the economy down, galactic idiot who is saying, how can we send kids back to school? When you shut the economy down, there's no tax dollars for the Fed to do anything with. So what do they do? They print it. $864 billion of printed money in June alone. Think about it. Federal debt right now, $27 trillion, slated to be $30 trillion. How can we open schools? You have to. There won't be a United States left. People have to work. I marvel at the governors like Greg Abbott. Well, we just got to, we got to, you know, no, we can't, you, know, you got to keep everybody safe. The world got to start locking things down again. Eventually, again, it's coming for you, Abbott. You're on the government dole. What pays the government dole? Tax dollars. What pays tax dollars? People's businesses and jobs that they don't have anymore. Eventually, Greg Abbott, it comes for you. Gavin Newsom, it will come for you. Tom Wolf, Andrew Cuomo, it will come for you. They think they're safe. They do. They believe it. The only thing funding your life is tax dollars, which are not being, there are no tax dollars coming in. The Fed is printing it. The Fed is buying. I have, this is, this is real. Nine billion dollars of u.s tax of u.s treasuries per day where are they getting that money mass tax influx no they're printing it you can't keep everything closed there won't be a country left to keep people safe in this can't go on for forever it can't I don't know if it can go on for another three months. You can't have the, the Fed buying $9 billion of debt per day with printed money. That's what Venezuela did. The federal debt will be $30 trillion by the end of the year. Growing treasury holdings by $30 billion per month. Think about it. Listen to this video. This is from OWN on school openings. Play Five on, on stats. and new scientific studies about COVID-19 that you will not hear on the mainstream media. Number one, according to a leading UK epidemiologist, he's also a government advisor named Mark Woolhouse, and I quote, 
There has not been a single documented instance of a child passing the coronavirus to a teacher, end quote. Woolhouse says closing down schools in March may have been a mistake, given the fact that kids are not significant vectors of transmission of the COVID-19 virus, nor are children at high risk of mortality from the novel coronavirus. England, therefore, plans to reopen their schools this fall. There you go. Let's, so there's your answer. How do you open schools? Well, kids aren't a significant vector at all of COVID-19. There's one reason. And there's tons of other reasons. What? Why not open it? Explain to me why not. Instead of telling me, well, they closed the RNC. Who cares? People have to go to work. And here's my thing too. If cops are not going to respond to calls and teachers are not going to teach classes, can I have my money back, please? I want all my money back now. I want all those tax dollars that go to teachers. I want it back. See again, teachers who are mostly liberal, who are, who have all sorts of agendas. I don't know if I'll get to that tonight. All these teachers unions in LA and North Carolina and in Florida, demanding that the schools stay closed. Again, it's coming for you. You're going to lose your job for doing this. Why would we pay you to do nothing? We, uh, I, my kids are grown. They're out of school now. But say, say I was somebody that had kids in school. Why would I work all day and then educate my own kids and send you money? Why? How many Zoom teachers do you actually need? It comes for you. You can want to get Trump out all you want and keep the schools closed down so that the economy crashes so that we get Joey Biden to be your president. You can do that all you want. But the gator will come and eat you eventually because you're paid by tax dollars that, that are not coming in, that the, federal, that the Federal Reserve is printing. Eventually, it's hyperinflation. And the economy crashes as you print. Print, print, money. You can't do it. It will all collapse. It can't happen in America. Yes, it can. American military news. Let's attack COVID deaths. The, you, if you believe that there's 140 COVID deaths in this country, you have chosen one of two paths. You've chose to be galactically uninformed or to be galactically stupid. Tom, that's not nice to say, you know, you're a pastor of a church. Facts are facts. They're facts. American Military News 723. Military TRICARE accidentally told 600,000 people they've had coronavirus. Next one. Houston from Yahoo News. Health officials quietly removed nearly 3,500 COVID 19 cases from a, from the official Texas total on Wednesday. Listen to this. Put up that tweet for me. False death counts in Florida. Florida reported 170 COVID deaths in the last 24 hours, then had to revise that to 14. Oh, but I believe the government, right? You still pastors. You're like, Tom, why do you always pick on them? Because they deserve it. You're supposed to be leading the flock. Not hiding in a corner with your thumb in your mouth. And I don't care if you've reopened safely. They had to revise that to 14 death deaths who were older or had severe secondary conditions. So 170 to 14. 
And people believe that Florida is now seeing consistent overinflation of the numbers by 10 times or more. These aren't honest mistakes. So do you still believe you shouldn't be in church? You still believe that people should wear masks? You still believe this is an honest effort in response by your government? When all the people that are the purveyors of the COVID-19 response are Hillary supporting Soros supporting acolytes. Well, no, Trump bought. I don't care if Trump bought in. This because somebody else bends over doesn't mean you have to. Palm Beach, CBS. News finds suicide and a fall listed as COVID-19 deaths. Only 169 of 581 COVID deaths. This is this week. Did not have contributing illnesses. Run that video for me. New questions tonight about the accuracy of the death count after the CBS 12 News I-Team uncovers several cases of people listed as COVID deaths but clearly died from something else. I-Team reporter Danielle Wall has more on those discrepancies and the changes that the medical examiner's office is now making after our investigation. A 90-year-old man who fell and died from complications of a hip fracture. A 60-year-old man dead from a gunshot wound to the head. These are some of the deaths in Palm Beach County recently and incorrectly labeled as COVID deaths in medical examiner records. The I-Team reviewed a copy of the Palm Beach County Medical Examiner's COVID death spreadsheet. It has 581 deaths listed. All of them tested positive for COVID-19. But CBS 12 News noticed eight cases in which the person died of something completely different, like Parkinson's or a neck fracture, and COVID was not listed as the cause of death. We wanted to know why they were still being listed as a coronavirus fatality. I think it's completely misleading. Rachel Ede has the same questions. See, you saw the one on there, gunshot wound. Florida officials included falls and at least one suicide as COVID-19 deaths. Real pandemics don't need false death counts. The pandemic will do it all by itself. Ask malaria this year. Last I checked, it was like 500,000 have died of malaria. Don't need it. When... These people are people are get confused with this. Well, they tested positive with COVID. 45 million Americans a year at least will test positive for the flu. They die of what, what's happening now is if you die of a heart attack, they, they check your blood, it comes back for COVID, they put down COVID death. If it's the flu, if that was a year ago and you died of a heart attack, they pulled your blood and it had flu in it, they'd still put down heart attack because that's what actually killed you. The person has antibodies in their blood of COVID and they die in a motorcycle crash. Fact, it was put down as a COVID death. Fact, just happened in Florida. A local Palm Beach investigator found that only 169 of 581 deaths listed of COVID are without contributing illnesses. Florida report. This is, oh, that's the one I just read. Got that one. Here's one from Cambry. Uh, uh, I don't I give that one to you guys. My parents, this is from a, a Facebook post. My parents, friends went to get tested for COVID. I want you to answer this question. How many of these have you heard? Is this is, I, I don't know how many I've heard. This got this actually, this not this specific tweet, but many of these got to governor DeSantis and they read just like this. 
My parents' friends went to get tested for coronavirus. They waited in line for two hours and then decided to leave without getting tested. Hours later, they got a phone call saying they tested positive. They are lying about coronavirus numbers in Texas. Quite disgusting. These things, same things in Florida were happening and they got to the governor's desk. Colorado State Health Department reclassified three deaths at a nursing home as COVID-19 deaths, despite the fact attending physicians ruled all three were not related to COVID-19. Washington officials admit to counting five gunshot deaths in in their COVID-19 death tally. The CDC counts both true and speculative guesses of of COVID-19 the same. They call it death by COVID-19. They automatically overestimate the real death numbers by their own admission. Dr. Annie Bukasek, Ohio, Connecticut, and Colorado, and other other states count deaths as COVID deaths without a confirmed diagnosis. Dr. Deborah Burke says there is nothing from the CDC that I can trust in a White House Coronavirus Task Force meeting. The Post reported that Burks and others feared the CDC statistics on mortality rate and case counts were inflated by up to 25%. Pennsylvania starts to include probable deaths in its COVID-19 death count, death counts, which caused a 276 rise, 276 death rise in one night, 360 death rise the next night. Pennsylvania removes 200 deaths from its COVID-19 death count. Minnesota has decided against post-mortem testing to determine if an undiagnosed if undiagnosed people who died from severe respiratory problems were infected with COVID. They don't do a post-mortem test, so they die of the flu, they die of a cold, they die of pneumonia. COVID. So you still believe there's 140,000? Nah. New York City is also including untested patients into their COVID-19 death count. New York City added a huge number of deaths to the total number of deaths. Illinois, nearly everyone who had COVID-19 at the time they died. If you had it when you died, it doesn't. It means it was in your blood. 99% of cases are mild. So the odds are 99% you didn't die of COVID, but you got Illinois, nearly everyone who had COVID-19 at the time they died, will be counted as a COVID-19 related death. CDC confirmed lab tests are not required. New York City, funeral home directors blow whistle on inflated COVID-19 deaths, false death certificates named. San Diego County supervisor, number of deaths is 200, but it should be six to 10. They were inflating them. They should have been six to 10 COVID deaths, six single digits, almost six to 10. And they were down as 200. The supervisor of the county called them out on it. Deborah Burks, we are taught, we are taking a very liberal approach to COVID mortality. If someone dies with COVID, not of with COVID, we're counting that Colorado man dies of alcohol, alcohol poisoning. It gets listed as a COVID death fact. Deborah Burke said again, the federal government is continuing to count suspected COVID-19 deaths as COVID-19 deaths, despite other nations doing the exact opposite. See, everyone knows why we have such high death counts in comparison to everybody else. Here's the reason. All kinds of fake deaths. Medicare has determined that if you have a COVID-19 hospital admission, you get $13,000. If you go on a ventilator, 
$39,000. Oh, that wouldn't cause anybody to falsify records. CDC admits COVID-19. I mean, COVID-19 mortality ratio similar to 1957-58 flu where no lockdown was needed. New York officials admit to quietly changing coronavirus counting standards to mislead on nursing home deaths. That's from the blaze. New York City added 3,700 COVID deaths to their total, including those who were not tested but were presumed to have died from COVID. You can put anybody down there. In Chicago, land of the alien. Lori Lightfoot, hospice cases counted as COVID deaths. Hospice cases counted as COVID deaths. So people are in hospice. Let's just use an example. They've got two weeks to live. They die of Alzheimer's and they pull their blood and they had coronavirus. They put down their death as coronavirus. Fake deaths, according to Phil Kirpin. 3,321 listed deaths at the CDC also list intentional or unintentional injury, poisoning, or other adverse effects. So at least on their count, 3,721, somebody injured themselves or they got their head blown off or knocked off or they were poisoned and they still listed them as a COVID-19 death. Pennsylvania, Tommy Wolf are full of crap. Watch this video. Well, Joel, the administration's repeatedly said it's using evidence-based data to make important decisions throughout the pandemic, but so far we have yet to see concrete evidence linking bars and restaurants to a rise in cases statewide. So today we caught up with Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, and asked her, where is the data? There are is uh, uh, regular hey, data. Uh, I just about have to commentate right here. I just you can leave it on the screen. I just want everybody to know that that's a man dressed as a woman. Uh, Go ahead, play. It. Although we're not going to release specific <laughs> granular data like that. For the past week, we've been asking the Wolf Administration for the statewide data it used to limit indoor bar and restaurant occupancy to 25 percent. Last Thursday, Governor Wolf told me he'd release it. If that's something that that you think is important, we could sure get it. But on Tuesday, he backtracked. We have the data. We know this is where the problem is. Are we going to tell you exactly which bar is the problem? No, we're not going to do that. Today, the Department of Health in a statement said case investigators have noted hundreds of cases where people indicated they had visited a bar or restaurant. The department claims those cases are statewide. We have evidence from our case investigations data. There's excellent evidence from Allegheny County's case it investigation data. The department also says a case invest. Yeah, robot. There you go. Okay, these are the people in charge. So, Republican conservative virtue signaling mask wearer. Welcome to your leadership right here. Play it for me. County's case investigation data. The department also says a case investigation, likely in western Pennsylvania, found one bar shared a point of potential exposure for customers and employees in at least four different counties. The department says this data supports a need for more than county by county mitigation but rather a focus on statewide efforts because people are free to travel and because modeling strongly suggests case increases will spread from the southwest to the north and east of the state and country. So far, the only specific examples we've received linking bars and restaurants to a rise in cases is from investigations in western PA. As for the statewide data... We'll be glad to look at it and we'll consider it. No, there's, there's sterling leadership. But again, we there's sterling leadership right there. We'll be glad to look at it. We'll get back. In other words, they have absolutely no idea how it's spread. You know why? 
because it's not spreading. You're just testing people. Listen, do you know how many people are tested a day in the United States? Between 500,000 and a million. You're going to discover who's had COVID. The Rockefeller Institute is trying to push an agenda where it's 3 million tests per day. Uh, close to 30 million a week. That's what they're wanting. That's what they're pushing out right now. Listen to this from the Federalists. New York Times fudges data to claim huge spike in COVID-19 hospitalizations from today. The New York Times on Wednesday reported that coronavirus hospitalizations have risen dramatically and are nearing the April peak. The Times, however, overlooked or ignored a serious factor. Way more states are reporting hospitalizations than they did in April. So a lot of states, including Florida, didn't even report hospitalizations there. So you have a state, the third largest state in the country, California, Texas, then Florida. Florida wasn't even uh, reporting hospitalizations in April. But the New York Times doesn't ever let that get in the way of their false narrative. This is from Eric Naputi. Those of you, he's a doctor. Need to follow him. It's Eric, and his last name is N-E-P-U-T-E. Eric Neputi or Neputi or Nepute or something. Sorry, doctor, if you see this. He said, serious public service announcement. These guys are a bunch of lying, cheating, deceiving, fear-mongering pieces of bleep. They should all be locked up for this. After finally entering the correct COVID-19 data, Dane County, this is where he lives, Weekly positive rate plummets from 13.4% to 2.1%. You can put his picture up while I'm reading. That's cool. As we reported earlier this week, many local jurisdictions in Wisconsin have been publishing incomplete and inaccurate COVID-19 infection totals, while their local jurisdictions have been quick to enter the number of new positive diagnoses each day. They have supposedly fallen behind entering the new negative diagnosis, giving the public the impression that the spread of COVID-19 was bad and getting worse. Dane County finally entered in 17,000, 17,000 negative results. Well, you know, we want to be good community partners. That's who you're partnering with. The liars, the cheats, the baby butcherers. That is who you're partnering with. Republican mask wearer, Republican mask supporter, Republican Christian sitting at home, not going to church because you're afraid of catching COVID. These are the people you're following. Wake up. It's time to wake up. Yeah, put them out there. That's who you're following. Right there, Tom Wolf and his man health director who calls himself a woman. I wish I knew his original name. I just call him by that. I would never call him Rachel. I'm not calling him Rachel. I won't have, see, that's the same thing. That's the same thing as wearing a, wearing a mask. If you wear a mask, you're acquiescing to a lie. If you call somebody a he that is a she or a she that is a he, you're acquiescing to a lie and you become a liar. You strap that face diaper on, it makes you a liar. If you tell people it's okay to strap the face diaper on, it makes you a liar. Knock it off and wake up. You're not compassionate. Lying is not compassionate. Love rejoices in the truth. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Oh gosh, I got late at this. <laughs> All right, a couple more stories and we'll call it a night. Washington Examiner 724 investigator finds several deaths in Florida County wrongly attributed to coronavirus. It never freaking ends. 
It's all over the country. They want to talk about coronavirus prevalence. Let's talk about fraud prevalence. Uh, the original name of the health director of the state of Pennsylvania is Richard. Richard Levine. So for now on, his name is not Rachel. It's Richie. Right there. That's his name. Investigator finds several deaths in Florida County wrongly attributed coronavirus. CBS 12 News explained medical examiner's reports on COVID-19 deaths and found eight examples where a person was listed as a coronavirus death, but it actually died from something else. Why would they do this? Why would they do this? This includes a 60-year-old man who died from a gunshot wound to the head. They listed him as a COVID death. That, that's not a mistake, folks. Thumb in your mouth, pastor, whose church is closed, or you've safely reopened with your no-touch services. Why won't you just reject all of that government garbage? Look what they're doing. A gunshot wound attributed to COVID-19. He guy blows his head off and they put him down as a COVID-19 death. Why have a mask on? These are all liars. Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, Andrew Cuomo, all of them. They know the mask does nothing. Look at him. They know it's no, Corona is no threat to them. They know it. It's the perfect disease to usher in a new world order because it's no threat to the perpetrators. They know it. They're just using it. You're like, Tom, people died of it. Yeah, 50% of people who died of coronavirus were in a nursing home. 50%. All you had to do, that's, that's according to the CDC numbers of 130 to 140,000 deaths. I think there's only half of those deaths anyway. So I think almost all the deaths were in nursing homes. And a lot of these other ones are people who are, blew their head off with a gun and the, somebody puts down COVID deaths. Somebody had to do it. Gunshot wounded a 90-year-old who fell and broke a hip. COVID death. A 77-year-old who died of Parkinson's disease. COVID death. Fact, over and over and over again. <clears throat> he said that out of the 581 total deaths, only 169 of them were listed as just coronavirus. All right, we'll finish with this tonight. I want to do, it's, what is it? All right, 10, 16. We're going to be done here in the next 10 minutes or so. I want to deep dive into Black Lives Matter for just a minute. I want you to have the facts. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We got to do the Boston Red Sox picture first. That's the reason. You can put that up while I'm talking. That's all good. That's the reason why I'm done. I'm done. I'm still watching UFC because Dana White has cojones. And I'm not watching Major League Baseball. I'm not, I've never watched the NBA for years anyway. I can't stand their political correctness to begin with long before COVID. Done with the, done with the NBA. Done with the MLB. Done with the NFL. Done. Boston Red Sox unveiled a massive Black Lives Matter billboard Wednesday. The 250-foot billboard is adjacent to Fenway Park. Why don't you do that for like Vietnam veterans or the people who stormed the beaches in Normandy? Adjacent to Fenway Park and faces Massachusetts Turnpike, the huge sign features the words Black Lives Matter in the front and the font of the Red Sox on a black background with the team's logo at the end. CEO Sam Kennedy. Sam, 
They're going to come for you too, brother. This is enough. You're not woke enough. They're going to come for you. I think you're white. I don't rem- I think I saw a picture of you. I believe you're white. You're not ever going to be woke enough. You're rich. You probably live in a gated community. You are their oppressor in their eyes, in the eyes of the Marxist organization, Black Lives Matter. They'll come for you too, bud. Don't worry. He said, CEO Sam Kennedy wrote, the senseless killings of George, there he is. Oh man, you couldn't be more white. Woo, you're as white as you could be. Back to me. You're as white as you can get, brother. See how I got my sunglass lines right here? He's as white as my sunglass skin. You're coming for you, oh, oh, Sammy. Sammy Kennedy Gator gotta eat. You, they, you will not have, they, until your stadium is empty for 10 years and you are living in a mobile home, it ain't enough. It won't be enough. You gotta be, you gotta be driving a 1987 Hyundai living in a motor home. For them to be happy. You're, you're a rich white man. You're going down. You think that's going to buy you time? It'll buy you some time maybe. But it ain't going to buy you eternity. Eventually you're going to come running to people like me. Because never, you'll never be woke enough. Look at you. Look at you. This, he says. This guy right there. The senseless killings of George Floyd, Armand Aubrey, and Breonna Taylor are stark reminders that racism and police brutality continue to be pervasive. Are they? Statistically, are they pervasive? So again, I, the virtue signaling pastors that the day after George Floyd got killed, you did your sermon on racism, you coward. Did you look at the facts at all or do you just want to butt kiss? Your job is to butt kiss. Is that what you think? Is Jesus a butt kisser when he called every, every leader in his face a whitewashed tomb full of dead man's bones and sons of hell? Nah. But is it pervasive? That's not what the stats say. 1,000 Americans are killed by the police every year. 1,000. Ready? 600 are white. 200 are black. And the rest are the other races. There you go. How, that's pervasive. How many were killed last year? Thousand. How many year before? Oh, let's start it up. Thousand. It's all like 995 to 1,005. Every year. Every freaking year. And it's pervasive. Do you know how many police calls there are? Again, cop for 25 years right here. 1992 to 2017. Cop. 25 straight years. In our community here, which is a medium-sized community in the county that I worked, Sarasota County, Florida, just north of the county I'm sitting in right now, we have have about 120,000 case numbers pulled per year. That's not interactions with the public. That's case numbers. That's not traffic stops. That's not FIs, field interrogations, nothing. That's not helping somebody on the side of the road. So you think about how many, there's probably millions of interactions per year in this little community. So there's hundreds and hundreds of millions of interactions between the cops and the citizenry every year. Hundreds of millions and a thousand deaths. So stop, don't ever get on a plane again. 
if you believe that law enforcement has pervasive violence. Incorrect. Not factual. But this clown who thinks he's going to buy himself some time by bootlicking Democrats and bootlicking uh, Black Lives Matter. It almost fits right there. BL, bootlicking. Black Lives Matter. Listen, here's the, here's the scripture verses for you. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven that are abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. Listen to those things. Six things the Lord hates. Seven that are abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, lying tongue. Sam Kennedy, CEO of the Boston Red Sox, has a lying tongue. As he says, police brutality continues to be pervasive in America. That is a bold-faced lie. See, now if you defend it, you're telling me it never happens? Nobody ever said that. He said pervasive. That's like saying plane crashes are pervasive. Do they not happen? They happen about statistically the same chance as you being hurt by a law enforcement officer. You have more of a chance statistically in many cases of being struck by lightning multiple times than ever being killed by a, by a law enforcement officer. Do you know that? Sam Kennedy, police brutality continues to be pervasive in America. No, you're just a galactic, coward, boot-licking butt-kisser. That's all you are. And God hates that. A lying tongue. Six things the Lord hates. Seven that are an abomination to him. Listen to the ones that are about deception. A lying tongue. Haughty eyes. Hands that shed innocent blood. Oh, that's just the Democratic Party for you. A heart that devises wicked schemes. Like telling people. I left that out when I read through them. A heart that devises wicked schemes. Just like saying that there's pervasive abuse in law enforcement. There's COVID-19 is an existential threat to you. Even if you catch it, you've got... One-tenth of one percent chance of dying. But it could kill you. Get a mask on. Quarantine yourself. Close your business. Lose your livelihood. 50% of businesses are closed right now. Don't you worry. It's all about keeping you safe. Believe that? Really? All those things in those verses. A false witness who pours out lies. I'll tell you what. You can go to the book of Revelation chapter 21 verse 8. God has a special hatred for lying and lies are what's, what's the problem in this country right now. Lies are causing all the problems in this country. Finishing with this. Let's look at black lives matter. Here's welcome to your leaders. Here they are. Let's go over. Number one, Patrice colors, who is an outspoken homosexual, of course. And she claims to be devout, a, a devout. And she claimed, well, she didn't claim to be devout. I put that on there. She claims to be a trained Marxist. Colors 30, 36 was a protege of Eric Mann, a former agitator of the Weather Underground terrorist organization and spent years absorbing the Marxist-Leninist ideology that shaped her worldview. The Weather Underground was led by Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. Also, hey, lo and behold, where did Barack Obama's career begin? In the living room of Bill Ayers. Fact. 
who called for direct action over civil disobedience, seeking the overthrow of the U.S. government in 1969. The FBI classified the group as a domestic terrorist organization. That's where Patrice Cullors cut her teeth. Let's go to the next person. The other founder, the three founders. Here's Opal Tometi, arm in arm with Nicolas Maduro. Maduro has stated openly that he is all about reigning revolution and mayhem on the United States. There was also the Black Lives Matter appearance in Venezuela, probably Caracas. Takes some connections to be posted to that country as an election observer at a time when no international organization would agree to go there. How far gone do you have to be to endorse a flamingly fraudulent election? Opal Tometi thought it was fine. It was all in for trying to do Maduro the favor of trying to legitimize his dictatorship. Let's go to the last one. Alicia Garza, who's also a devout homosexual and trained Marxist. There's her picture. Lovely person that she is. Hit Maxine for me. Anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. The congresswoman. There you go. Look at her shirt. Sorry for the profanity. It's the real world, folks. I don't, I don't speak profanity. I'm just, I don't endorse profanity. I'm just telling you, it's the real world. You got to deal in the real world. If you're going to win the loss, you got to deal with the real world. If you're going to speak to the darkness, you got to deal with the real world. If you're going to shine light into the darkness, you have to deal with the real world. That's who she is. That's Alicia Garza. That's the kind of person she supports. Look at her. That's, look at how Maxine Water behaves. And that's who this woman is behind. Garza is clear. In order to, this is from her, in order to truly understand how devastating and widespread this type of violence is in black America, we must view this epidemic through a lens of race, gender, sexual orientation, and gender identity. There you go. All right, we'll call it a night right there. I just want you to know that's who they are. So when you black lives matter, black lives matter. That's what they are. They're communist. They're a communist organization. Always have been. Not only are they communists, go to their website. They also push a very, very prevalent transgender gay agenda. So if you're, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, you're like, well, I'm saying it, but I'm not supporting the organization. You say it, you are the organization. Simple as that. Simple as that. Let me just say one last time. There's the shirt. You need a church to be at tomorrow morning. I mean, listen, you like the Bible? You like hellfire brimstone? Remember how it used to be preached? You like that? I'm your guy. You, you, want, a, you want a church that revolves around the Bible instead of making the Bible revolve around it? You come to this one. We revolve around the Bible. We preach the word of God. 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Join me right here. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. I pray over the 186 people watching on Facebook right now and over all those watching on Periscope, all those watching on YouTube. I pray over you right now. I'll receive these prayers. Lord, I pray your abundance. The thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I pray your abundant life. Lord, we, say this with me. Everybody pray this with me. We are not discouraged.
We are not afraid. We acknowledge that we will be protected. We acknowledge that we will be well. We acknowledge that we will be provided for because the gospel of Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and for the provision that he promises. Lord, we just receive your protection. We receive your provision. Now do this. We receive your courage. We receive your joy. Listen, the joy, do not sorrow. Nehemiah 8.10, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Lord, we receive your joy and we will walk in victory. All this in Jesus' mighty name. And the church shouts, amen. Listen, if you have never received Jesus as Lord and Savior, it's easy. You can pray it right now. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. You're going to run the show. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I turn from them. I repent of my sins. In Jesus' name. That's all you got to do. And then find yourself a church. Amen. I love you guys. Happy Saturday. God bless you.